Welcome to the News Grubs podcast, a new and refreshing news format presented by the one and only Scotto, AP and The Fish. Hi everyone and welcome to the News Grubs, the podcast that if the NRA listened to, they wouldn't be quite so unreasonable about gun control. I'm Scotto and joining me as usual are Fishy and AP. Hi guys. Hey Scotto. Hi. Everyone well? Yeah, pretty good. Excellent. This week we're looking at uh, a rave at a funeral. I like the sound of that. Uh, the cops have been called to a pub over a portion of chips. That doesn't surprise me in this day and age. A one million pound bottle of whiskey. But first, a story about a woman who is paid to watch porn. Now, AP, as our porn expert, what's the gag? Oh, thank you very much for that brilliant introduction. Um, now, you guys, you know, this is a serious story we've got here. Oh, right. You know, the actual, you know, written down story by some journalist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. What's your uh, point? Well, you just, just you know, treat it like any other news group story. Oh, no, right, just, okay. <laughs> what, no worries. Behave. Okay. Sorry, I'm sorry, can I rephrase that? No, oh, I won't bother. Probably should. It's not going to matter with these two. Okay. Um, a woman from Scotland is buzzing after landing her buzzing job. <laughs> already started. <laughs> As a pro porn watcher, a professional porn watcher. Mm-hmm. And she needs to go full time. So As you would. She watches about five hours a week, uh, and at part, I think she was paid. I think it was about twenty uh, sixteen pounds an hour. Pound an hour, and uh, uh, she's doing quite well. And her bosses are extremely impressed with the feedback that she gives. Right. Uh, now uh, she is uh, from uh, Greenock in uh, Scotland. Green Ock. Yes, uh, Green uh, uh, Green and Green-Ock. then OCK. Green-Cock. Isn't there a C missing? Oh, Green Knock. I'm sorry. I just read that. Yes. Do you think it's Green Cock? Um, yes. Right. Um, now, uh, her name's Rebecca Dixon. Dixon! <laughs> sorry. Oh, and God. You're listening now? I didn't write the story. It's funny. <laughs> she beat off more than 90,000 <laughs> applicants. Beat off! To land the roll. Right. Okay, yes. I'm trying to be serious here. <laughs> Bit of role play, yes. Trying to be the serious. The post is advertised by Ethical Sex Site Bed Bible, which is why Scotto and I have never heard of the site because it's ethical. Ethical Sex Site? What? I mean, I don't even know what that means. Oh, look, it's probably got to do with everybody being sort of fair and equitable and not offending anyone else. Yeah, and things I'm, like I'm, uh, ethically sourced chickens and all that sort of stuff. I can, I can defend. No, no, no. I somebody, no. I'm sure. Sorry, it's actually a, uh, a sex um, toy site. Um, so her job, her job, gentlemen, is to watch hours and hours of porn and gather data that will contribute towards an in-depth report about tendencies and statistics in pornography. Nothing like a bit of tendency in um, pornography. <laughs> That's it. Her first assignment is to watch Pornhub's 100 most viewed videos. I mean, why didn't they just go straight to you, AP? You've seen them all. I'm not quite sure. Well, I don't wear a skirt and I'm not a, a reasonably good looker and I'm not standing there with a cocktail in my hand sort of <laughs> suggesting that, you know, she's primed and ready to roll. Oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, I like her. If, if I stood there in my cocktail frock with a beer, uh, not a good look. ready to roll, I, I just I, I think it would cause thousands to cancel whatever subscriptions they had, mm-hmm. frankly. Yeah, fair call. Uh, she needs to take note of the duration of the sex video, as well as the sex positions used, the number of orgasms, 
languages, and hair colour. I mean, that's a that's pretty impressive job, really, when you think that about it. That sounds like real work. I mean, it is real work, clearly. Oh, look, so let's let's go through this, right? Mm-hmm. The duration of each video. Right, well, that's we'll pretty easy. Generally says it on the cover, 90 yeah. minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. No, well, she's watching it on Pornhub, so it'll be two minutes up to about 15 minutes. Yeah, but it says on the bottom of the video how long it lasts. That's for. true. As Good well point. as sex positions, all right? So she gets a piece of paper and she writes down, all right, you know, doggy, missionary, cowboy, reverse cowboy, whatever. I mean, that, well, that's a lot of effort. You'd the probably have to watch each one several times. The number of alleged orgasms, because professional uh, porn people learn, you know, how to moan and groan and... Yeah, that's and true. Things. Languages. Well, what? what is she? Is she a linguistics expert? How oh, does she know language? You know, if, if you guys, you, you'd have an idea. If we were walking down the street and someone walked past and they're talking Russian, you'd work it. You might be able to work that out. I'm going to get it either that or Chinese. I'm going to get a hint. French. A dialect. Could have been some other dialect. It's going to be some obscure Middle Eastern language. You know, the people that go ha 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 when they talk. You know, oh, I've yeah. seen that video. That is. Right. But then, oh, and she finishes off, oh, yeah, and her hair was uh, brunette. It was a nice uh, shade of brunette, but with some nice um, light highlights. What difference does that make? I've got no idea. Speaking to the New York Post, the 22-year-old said, it's amazing. In a Scottish accent. It's amazing. Uh, It doesn't really get much better than this. I like the fact that she's noticed as a lot of videos have a stepmom or a stepsister in the title. I'm going to have a look at uh, Pornhub after this. So fantasy, fantasy roles, basically. Oh, I see, right. It's, I mean, did it, it doesn't take a PhD to work that out. That's just a thing. Well, it might do. Well, so, she'll uh, get one soon. 16 pounds an hour, that's a lot of work. A lot of pounding. <laughs> that's improved. Uh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Uh, I'm supposed to be the straight guy in the story. Yes. Uh, actually, when I would watch my own for pleasure, she mean her own Konami or her own videos? I think videos, I'm going to say there. It skipped through certain bits, but yeah. obviously now I'm watching the videos in full. She she claims to her bosses, right? <laughs> oh, paying her sixteen pounds an hour. She also has to input data into a spreadsheet. Spread. I mean, <laughs> as she watches, so that means she she's got to have both hands on the job, as it were. Maybe it's just like a little um, pointer thing on a little iPad or something, rather on a knee or oh, on, a, on her ankle, perhaps. Maybe she does have one hand free stuff. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. She's keen to up her hours. I'm not surprised. Car insurance customer service rep by day while working five hours a week in her porn watching gig as a naughty little side hustle. Imagine if you rang her up as a uh, insurance uh, customer um, and she's your uh, uh, rep by by day and you accidentally um, you know, bring up something and she'll be there quoting statistics on uh, the latest uh, filth on Pornhub. You give her your registration number, she says, oh, missionary dog, <laughs> and her hair was brown. Yeah, exactly. Excuse me? I uh, um, I know somebody that's actually had a job very similar to this. Okay. Um, he actually worked for the Australian government in the censor division, or whatever you want to call it, movie censors. So he had to actually sit there, and he probably wasn't being paid that kind of money, I wouldn't think, but he had to sit there day after day after day and watch filth. And not just Pornhub filth, like anything, so it could be classified or banned. So, yeah. um, I mean, I thought to it myself when he got that job, I thought, what a cracker. I, I was tempted to see if I could get a, an in on it. Because um, I have, like AP, I've, lost a, I've watched a lot of porn, but I must admit, it gets a bit boring after all. Well, that's it. I mean, it's an interesting story, but I'm, I'm, as I've shared with you guys uh, before, I'm, I'm more or less over it. Well, this will be her. I mean, she's only 22. She's still horny. 
Um, it's just the kind of can-do attitude that helped Rebecca stand out from the thousands of other hopeful porn pro watchers uh, that she beat off. Fishy. <laughs> Ninety thousand people she beat off. That's right. That's got to be a record. Jane <laughs> must be very tired. Baker. <laughs> trying to find something funny with that surname. Co-founder of Bed Bible said, Rebecca is the natural choice for us. She's open-minded and motivated to be part of the world's first in-depth porn statistics. I'm, uh, I'm intrigued um, because uh, when, I, you know, when you go to the uh, bedbible.com, uh, not that I want to give them a particularly big free plug, but they're all about sex toys. So I'm, I'm wondering, why does a sex toy company need to know about filth? Um, Maybe so they can end up being in uh, the news because they've hired someone to do the analytics, which they really don't need. Right. And it's sort of a a way of just getting onto the news. Imagine somebody actually covering that. That's appalling. I'm appalled. Oh, oh, we are. We are. Got further questions? Yes. Where she mentioned in her application that she loves venturing out and searching out the different categories, uh, which is what this job requires. Uh, and they were, the bosses were very impressed with that. Rebecca's answer to why she applied was she feels like it's the ideal job and she would be crazy not to apply. What What did the other 90,000 people say? I'm not sure I really want this job. I'm not sure I could handle watching the porn. Yeah, I'm too busy. Uh, I'm not going to be able to fill in this spreadsheet because I'm busy doing something else while watching the filth. That's yeah, it. you've got to wonder, don't you? 90,000 people. Like, is that just because there's a high unemployment in uh, in Scotland? It's got to be something like that because you think that it's they would aspire to better jobs than that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you're getting paid to watch filth. What if you're on a movie set? You know, imagine being uh, actually on a Hollywood movie set. Isn't that a good job? Oh, no. Good chance you're going to get shot. I would have thought. Um, interestingly enough, you can also, um, again, back to the bedbible.com, uh, you can become a tester of sex toys, just to digress briefly from the story. Um, apparently, if you love having orgasms and have ever wondered how uh, to become a sex toy reviewer, you've landed in the right place because uh, Bed Bible is currently creating a waiting list. So maybe the other 90,000 people that didn't get the gig uh, for watching Filth uh, are probably uh, lining up to join uh, Bed Bible to become a sex toy reviewer. Apparently, you have to um, have some special skills to be like? a sex toy reviewer. Uh, you must have genitals. Um, that rules me out. Yeah, well, I didn't like to say anything. Uh, you have to enjoy having orgasms, or at least trying to get there. You've got to be between the age of 18 and infinity. You must be adventurous and willing to try something new and exciting, and you must be able to express your opinion in words besides... Um... Do the testers get paid? I'm just looking at that. Uh, You'll get uh, sex toys for free, uh, but we won't be sending you any cash. Uh, I might apply. I think think this has revealed that this company is a bit of a cheapskate. They're looking for free publicity. They're looking for free people Mm -hmm. to do the testing for them. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And poor Miss Dixon... uh, It is a name, isn't it? Yes, I think so. Yes, I just oh, love good. it. Like you, uh, you specifically highlight. Yeah, you, you, your, your intonation was perfect. Yeah, I, I just said all I said was poor Miss Dixon. Yes, I heard that Dixon. Yes, who's not unattractive? Uh, I have to say. 
No, she's okay. She scrubs up all, yeah. all right. <clears throat> a lot of makeup though. Yeah, she's doing the best with what she's got. I mean, it, it, looking at her with my X-ray vision though, right? Uh, she had no makeup, Scotto. She, she would be very disappointing. Oh, yeah, but I mean, isn't that the point of makeup? When do you want to go and look at a girl with no makeup on? Frankly, first thing in the morning. Not likely. I'm still recovering from the depression from the night before. <laughs> so there it is. Ideal job. Watching porn. If you want to watch porn, perhaps you uh, might like to uh, contact Newsgrubs and we'll see if we can put you in touch with somebody that uh, could uh, look out for that for you. Or maybe even um, a sex toy tester. Now, guys, I've talked to you about uh, my funeral and how I'm, uh, I want it to be a slightly happier occasion than the traditional yeah. well, depressing thing, frankly. Um, a funeral in the UK has gone from sad to sober to a dancing and rave party after a DJ pl- started playing music at a cemetery. Oh, my God. Uh, a woman's funeral at the uh, Witten Cemetery in Birmingham uh, certainly appeared to be that and more uh, as uh, mourners gathered around to send off a woman only known as Catty last week. The, the DJ tur- set up his turntables in the middle of the graveyard. Um, well, at least you're not going to be dep- uh, distressing anyone, eh? Or disturbing anyone. Uh, and started well, busting out some heavy beats for everyone that was gathered. Uh, people dressed in black mourners, obviously, were seen smiling, dancing around, uh, popping eckies, uh, snorting cocaine, uh, probably having some crystal meth as well, I would think, because that's what you do at um, rave parties. Um, and uh, just basically having a fun time. And a lot of people praised uh, Catty for arranging this prior to her demise, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what a lovely tribute. I'm sure Catty would be looking down and smiling. Nice to see a proper celebration of somebody's life. And that's what a funeral is all about, isn't it? She sounds like a bit of a, a shit stirrer, actually. Oh, I think that's probably a fair I mean, call. How many people do you know mm-hmm. that misbehave when they visit a, a um, cemetery? Uh, really? Not terribly many, I've got to say. No, people are very sombre. They're very respectful. Yeah. See? Uh, you don't go walking around, no less dancing on people's graves. Funny you should mention so, that because uh, a couple of people um, you know, said what a great thing it was, but there was a couple that said, not such a good idea. One of them uh, wrote, nah, don't rate it. Look at how many people's graves get stepped on. Another one put it, kind of freaky when old Ethel turns up to water her late husband's flowers only to find a 30-strong man, uh, sorry, 30-man strong stomping on her orchids. Mm. Uh, Everyone deserves a good send-off, but levels of disrespect shown to others um, already at rest. Uh, There feels um, to be some uncomfort in that. Uh, It would have been more appropriate to have it in a wake-type situation away from a cemetery. And they can misbehave because of the venue that they'll be hiring out. They can misbehave... Uh, any way they like, because they're paying for the venue. But but, but in, in a public area there, like a cemetery, which, you know, other people have to interact visiting their uh, you know, relatives and I friends. I say give it a bit of a run and chirp it up a bit. I find funerals very depressing and very sad. And, and they're just, they're traditionally dull. I mean, you, you sing a couple of hymns and, and then, you know, you drop them in the ground and throw a bit of dirt on them and then you go off and get pissed. I don't have a problem with uh, what they've done. And I don't really have a problem with them celebrating at the venue, but not on top of people's graves. 
Oh, well, maybe there was a bit of space around. They weren't necessarily chopping on old Ethel's grave. Maybe. Maybe. Look, if they're, if they're drunk and, and, and drug-affected and dancing around, they're not going to dance around in a confined, you know, two-square-metre area. Well, that's they're they're going to be dancing all around the joint and laughing and, and, you know, dropping their cases of beer on the ground and oh, no, you don't, but people urinating don't, everywhere. Nah. Well, yeah, that's possibly true. But I don't think, you know, people take beer to a... Um, uh, to a rave, uh, I have to say. I'm just looking at the video as we speak. No, I mean, they're all having a marvellous time. Um, and they're sort of dancing in between the gravestones. Like in between the graves. You know how they've got that sort of channel going through? It's a bit like, uh, reminds me a bit of the, um, the happiness uh, in the James Bond movie, Live and Let Die, right at the very beginning, where um, once they killed the um, uh, 006... Uh, probably it was. Uh, everyone then um, started dancing around and being chirpy. Now I think they're being quite respectful. I'm watching this video and I'm I've got no problem. Right in. The, oh, except him. If they're, just, not, if they're not right on top, then I'm okay with it. No, someone. He was um, just sort of stepping on somebody's grave. Oh, there goes some flowers. Oh dear. Oh no, no, no. That's right. Oh, hang on. There's a fight. Oh no, it's not. Uh, no, they're very chirpy little buggers. They seem happy. So, um, but I mean, I'm I'm like that. I want to have uh, a funeral that's going to be rather a, a celebration of life rather than sad and somber. I'm going to have dancing uh, dancing girls. I'm going to have clowns, um, a jumping castle, jugglers, Jun- fire eaters. Oh yeah, and I've, I'm thinking of having all that at the church, uh, not at the church, rather at the cemetery. Because um, let's face it, I'm not overly religious, so I don't want a whole service and all that sort of crap. Um, so I figure that you know, if we just are respectful where we put the jumping castle and we you know night sort of tie it down under people's gravestones uh, i think that'll be handy because we don't want it to blow off and you know, injure any of the kiddies um so i think that'll be fine I... and the only service you want at your funeral is bar service absolutely for everyone including me i think that's the only way to go now you know i'm on a diet and uh this story has to do with um a lot of food and there's a photograph uh, in the article of chips and what appears to be gravy or something of that nature. And I'll tell you, it's so unfair to me to do this story because I'm salivating as I'm talking at the same time and it's going all over my shirt. Well, wait until you um, start describing what uh, the actual feed was that we are looking at, then you're really going to be I know. unhappy. I know. Yep, that, mate, I'm going to – you better hang on. I'm, I'm here ready to, you know, to support you in this hour of your need. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Uh, now, Dad got so angry that uh, portions of chips came with uh, the advertised sauce. That didn't get, that come with the advertised sauce, uh, uh, so police had to be called. James Lewin, 22, mm-hmm. very young dad. Very young. Wanted some Brewer's Fair uh, $5.79 pound chip tot. What's this? Chipotle. 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 Yes. Chipotle beef chili topped chips, uh, which should have uh, had uh, cheese sauce. Mm. How healthy! And sour cream oh. and a spring onion on top. Oh, I'm starting when, to celebrate now. When they arrived, he was not happy. He oh. shared pictures of the meal. So, is that uh, the actual picture in the in that we're looking at? I yes. I have yeah. to assume it is. It's the picture. It doesn't yeah. look good. I've got to say that. Uh, he shared pictures of the meal with uh, 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 meal uh, he was served. See picture. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. See picture. Uh, 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 um, at the drove 
New Haven, East Sussex on Monday. Uh, I presume that was last Monday. I would assume so. And uh, his mother and his um, uh, his mother, forty, his girlfriend, 40. Um, and he's a dad, and his little sister. Jesus, bloody uh, youth runs in that family, doesn't it? He's twenty-two. Yeah. Mum's forty. Yeah. Jesus. Now, things didn't start off too well uh, for James, uh, who said uh, they were served cocktails with mouldy fruit. Oh. There appears to be. Is that a photo? Well, that's an ad. Sorry. No, that's an ad, that one. It's an ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, that is mouldy, that ad. That is. It doesn't look good. Yes. It's, it's, it's an ad for mould in your house. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway. It's back to the um, story. The pub says uh, they told the family uh, some items weren't available, but James claims uh, this wasn't the case, so he complained. As you would, I mean, at this stage of the game. Yeah. Now, they uh, they were offered a full refund on the £70 order. Jesus, that's a lot of money. That's well, a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, because the chef, get this, mm-hmm. because the chef was too tired to make their food again. Oh, I'm not surprised. Now, I mean, is that I a think, big day? I think this is the point where they should be very careful because you don't go pushing too far because things usually escalate and get out of control. Meat cleaver is springing to my mind. Yeah, and they did escalate. Oh, so um, they told you. Yeah, they did. They did. And uh, the refund offer was withdrawn. Oh. And the police were called. Oh. I don't know what people expect the police to do. Oh, I want to be arresting some people. Have you ever been to a restaurant mm-hmm. and at some point during the evening the cops walk in? Yes. I have. I have. Now I know a, why. A, AP? Uh, when I was younger, along Ligon Street in Carlton in Melbourne, yes, uh, when when uh, tables get rowdy and start answering back, generally after the meal. And after about five minutes, I would have thought. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a lot of – because I've been to many restaurants over my lifetime. I reckon I would have seen cops in restaurants, and they're not buying stuff. They're trying to sort out a problem. I reckon at least ten times. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. wouldn't surprise yeah. me. And there you go. So James says, uh, as you can see in the picture, the only things that were on the chips is the chilli. We got two of the chilli chips, which were about six quid. Uh, both of them were like this, see photo above. The food came out and there was literally none of it was on the food. Like the cheese sauce you pay for, uh, pay extra for. It was all terrible. Clearly a job for the police. Oh, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I see. Down. Oh, right. Okay. I've got the picture now. If you scroll down a bit further, there is yeah. a photo of the house fave, and that's what it should look like. So in fairness, it looked nothing like the photo. Yeah, uh, see photo you, above. But you don't call the cops, for goodness sake. Oh, I think I would. I think I would in this day and age. It, apparently the restaurant called the cops. Oh, right. Oh, well, that's probably because they're well, getting a bit... It's, it's a bit of a misleading story. The title's a bit misleading, and then they said the, the police were called, and then it's really the restaurant uh, called the cops. So... Yeah, I don't know, know what time it... The, it's one of those uh, failure-to-pay-the-bill uh, the situations, I would uh, No, I would they were, they were, they were uh, going to get a refund, uh, yeah. uh, but it turned out um, then they weren't going to get the refund, and then, of course, she said that the chef was a bit knackered anyway. And uh, this was coming on to about 10 p.m. Uh, by then, uh, because we'd waited over an hour for the food. And it was, oh, I see, it was Little Sister's birthday. 
Yes. Have you seen a photo of her? She's only a tiny little thing. Oh God, isn't she? She'd be a, she'd be about one one years old. Wow, there was a bit of a uh, now. So that's little sister, isn't it? Not, not his daughter. Yeah, because he's no, a father his, as well. Oh, maybe that's his father. Oh, sorry, that's his kid. Oh, it's so confusing. No wonder the restaurant stuffed around with them. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so confusing. But I think it's important to ring uh, Scotland Yard and because um, they're not doing very much at the moment, you know, popping off to find a, solve a quick murder or two or something like that. Um, and this is a much more important thing. <coughs> Apparently it um, uh, escalated. That's why the cops were called. And a spokesman said, whilst not our de- uh, ideal, our team worked to offer alternative solutions which the guests were unhappy with and the escalating situation resulted in our team calling the Rosses. Yeah. The team's actually the food and beverage squad. Yes, I would imagine it would be. <laughs> and they would come in and solve it in no time. I would have just walked out. I just would have said, no, stuff you. Give me my I'm money not... back. Oh, yeah. but I suppose it's a special occasion, you know. It's the whole family's there, the, you know, the 40-year-old family's there. Oh, yeah, they made a bad choice. Move on. You know, don't go to the, don't patronise the venue anymore. Anyway, the, anyway, police gave both sides a word of advice. Yeah, shut it's, the hell up. <laughs> exactly, and don't bother problem. us again. You're not too tired to fix it, uh, and these people will, you know, be saying, well, you know, you've got to be tolerant of these establishments who are running short on things. Mm. All those seventy pounds seems like a lot of money. I'm. I'm going to have a look at their um, their uh, restaurant uh, website soon, and just see, as a matter of curiosity, possibly not now, but uh, at some point, uh, just to see what. Uh, oh wow, some of it looks really nice. Oh, Sunday roast, that's nice, um, and other things. But anyway, so. it was only the other days. Uh, I think I heard from somewhere that they went into a, a restaurant, mm-hmm. and the charging was much more than they were used to uh, for sort of a very low-level meal, and uh, they ended up staying there, I think, and paying paying for it. But it seems to be, particularly after COVID now, it seems to be, to me, that um, rest, some restaurants are wanting to play catch-up. Oh, there's no doubt about that. If you don't turn up, your um, your credit card bill's um, uh, gone from, uh, you know, 300 bucks. Actually, I've just looked at their website, and the Chipolati Beef Chili Top Chips to Share... Is five pounds forty nine. So how many were those? Were they like, so they're ordering ten of those plus booze? Sure. It would appear. I'm not quite sure where they got a seventy pound bill from, or seventy pound order. They might have entree, and they they ordered other food. I don't think there's anything on this menu that's over about five quid or six quid. It's a very mysterious story. You very mysterious. You don't want crap food. Don't go to a pub. Gentlemen, the world's largest bottle of whiskey has been sold for more than one million pounds. Did you sell part of your collection? Ah, oh, God, it's only a little <laughs> tiny bit for me. Uh, 32-year-old bottle, uh, sorry, I'll do that again. 32-year-old, 311-litre bottle of Macallan Single Mort was bought at an auction earlier um, this week. Called 311 litres. The bottle stands an impressive 5 foot 11 inches tall and holds enough to fill 444 standard bottles. Yeah, I wish I'd read that earlier. It would have saved me a lot of time with my calculations. God, I couldn't they have just 
why is it five foot eleven? I mean, they're going to go to all this trouble, right? They've, yep. they've, these casks of uh, they've put you know wood wood stored barrel stored casks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. twin matched sets, you know, making sure everything's single malt and everything's above board. Mm-hmm. Why not six foot? Because uh, uh, five foot eleven to an English person or to English well Scots people is very tall. You see, that's that's above the average height. If it was two, if it was six foot tall, oh. then no one would be able to actually open the um, the think, lid. You see, the core. And, and is this a Guinness Book record thing? Is it? Well, it is a Guinness Book of records for the size and amount of of scotch in a bottle. So it's the biggest bottle of scotch ever made. Right. Not a record for how much money a bottle of scotch is sold for. That stands at 1.5 million. And what size bottle was the 1.5 million? Any idea? Uh, un- uh, unknown. But oh. the the uh, I just can't help thinking if they'd made it to six foot, that, that might have got a bit more credibility. Really? You're a, just going to dwell on this? I know. It's a five foot. Well, it'd have to be. If, 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 if the values are being compared to produce a record outcome, uh, wouldn't the volumes have to be the same? Well, you 311 so. litres in each case. You would have thought so. I would have thought so. Otherwise, anyone could say, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, uh, I'll make a 900-litre bottle and we'll sell it for, you know, 1.5 and a bit million to break the record. Right. You know? Yeah. No, it's got to be. It's got to be commensurate with the uh, with the one you tr- the the record that you're trying to oust. I think. Yeah, I'm just looking around uh, on the internet to try and find and the uh, all the things, but it just doesn't really sort of come easily. It's all about this one. You know what would be uh, a really good record? Mm-hmm. Someone comes along to drink 311 litres in one sitting. Can I just point out to you that that is the equivalent of 12,440 drums of whiskey? Oh, jeez. Because a drum is about 25 millilitres or thereabouts. You'd better send Scotto to drink that, Fishy. I mean, that might she- take me more than an afternoon, I would think. I'm not certain, but I suspect it might. But, gee, you'd feel a bit poorly after it, wouldn't you? I reckon your shit house just trying to pour a glass out of it. Well, it'd be no mean feat to um, to lift it up to to pour it out, wouldn't you? You'd have to just have a have straw a in it, wouldn't you? The twenty seven guys to pour. It's over five foot tall, right? Fall for five foot eleven, almost six foot. Unfortunately, not six foot according to AP. <laughs> He's mildly obsessed by that. How do they have? They, have they got like a special bracket or something that you mount it on so you could tip it over and? Uh, uh, top up glasses. Or yeah, it's called a Gillespie, it's called a Gillespie crane. <laughs> <laughs> I would think you'd have to have that. Um, it was bought by an anonymous foreign buyer. Makes sense. Uh, who purchased the whiskey at an Edinburgh-based auctioneer's Lion and Turnbull? Uh, now we calculated mm-hmm. the, the cost of all of this, and it appears that the the buyer possibly overpaid significantly for it potentially potentially um i've done a bit of uh, research on the uh, on the internet and um i've uh, found a few 32 year old scotches uh there and the price varies from about 165 dollars to about four thousand or three thousand and something or other um i can't remember which one it was now that i looked at uh up it's gone but it was over well over three thousand and by my calculations uh if you were to buy it at the current price that i'm looking at here of buying a 32 year old whiskey in australia and remember this is australian dollars 
uh, it comes up to about half a million bucks it makes that uh, the bottle would be worth. Yeah, yep. right. So I reckon uh, Fred's been, uh, well, shafted, frankly. But what's the novelty of having it in one large Bloody bottle? Bloody great big bottle. And it's the uh, notoriety of owning a bottle which uh, is currently in the Guinness I book. mean, really, would you, would your friends really think you were, you know, fantastic if you invited them round and said, oh, would you like to come and see the bottle? Oh, probably. I mean, this is what this is what collectors do, Fishy. They, they collect, oh. you know, stupid things and then uh, invite their friends around to, to, go, or, um, to show off. Would you be a bit more uh, rev- revered if you said to your mates, would you like to come around and see my million-dollar Lamborghini? Instead, uh, but I mean, and let's go and let's go for a drive. You've spent yeah, you a million dollars on something. Does it matter you what it is? Drive in that. It's not like it's. Not, it's probably this is probably too much of an asset to actually open it and drink it. It's going to be a collector's item, isn't it? I don't. I don't see this being drunk. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't think so. Like it's probably bought. Well, it's uh, like a lot of wines. A lot of wines that they, they never open them. They buy them as investments, and yeah, they just. The same guys probably bought one of those dozen bottle sets that they've also got for sale of this stuff and they'll go there's the five foot eleven version here have a taste of it out of one of these standard bottles can it go can that it's it's scotch right yes can scotch go off not nah. not not unless it's got a contaminant but alcohol alcohol i mean they use alcohol to preserve other things so alcohol itself uh is a uh, relatively you know inert you know very very long use by date i think it can eventually degrade but uh you know pure pure alcohol uh without any contaminants in a nice glass bottle clean when it was bottled decades talking decades all right remember how we said uh, we thought fred had been um screwed over on the price yes well guess what i've discovered in my research in the last 20 seconds go on that a 32 year old mccallan single malt scotch whiskey uh, from Spare Soid in the Highlands of Scotland um, is available at Wine Searcher for $60,519 for a seven, standard 750ml bottle. Right. So that puts our 311-litre bottle should have been valued at $26,870,436. Right. Because there's 44 of those bottles in uh, in one of these things. We stand corrected. But then again, having said that, uh, just to upset you even more, uh, here's another Macallan 30-year-old whiskey for... Um, uh, hang on, I've just got to get rid of all the cookie crap. Um, for $2,205. So they must have a lot of 30-year-old whiskey there. Uh, and some of it must be good, some of it must be bad, or they just don't give a rat's bum. Mm-hmm. I don't know which it is. But... Uh, I think, yeah, I don't know. That's strange. Anyway, hmm. anyway somebody's going to have fun and somebody's going to be really pissed drinking it, I'd say. Yes. Well, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, people around the world, we've again discovered how, we're, how weird the world actually is. And it is a very weird world. Why don't you join us next time on the News Grubs when uh, we'll bring you all the items of news that you probably should be made aware of. Why, we don't know, but you should be. But it'll make you sit up and think and ask questions, and that's what it's all about. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to the News Grubs, do so now. Uh, That way you can keep right up to date when we um, spit one out every week. 
but until next week, uh, see you later, everyone. Bye, guys. See you, Scotto. See you, Scotto. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The News Grubs. We'll be back next week.